the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. David. Anybody enjoying this series about the life of David? Anybody else been inspired, been encouraged, right? David, the giant killer. We got any giant killers in the house tonight? Come on, you better confess, I'm a giant killer. We're waking up some giant killers in this house tonight, right? Amen. Let's go. I'm pumped. I'm fired up because we are about to knock out some giants that have been knocking you out, right? Rise up, get up, pay attention. God's got a word for you today about giant killers. So I'm excited. Guess what, guys? Got a little story. You guys ready for story time? All right, all right. Okay, now you respond. Giant killers, not sure. Story time, here for it. So yesterday I went to the doctor. And you know me, I'm a people observer, always watching people. So I went to the doctor's office yesterday. I had to go again today. And as I'm sitting in the doctor's office, I'm so excited to be there or not. But anyways, I'm waiting for my name to be called. I'm sitting there. And every person in the waiting room was doing this. You want to know what they were doing? Do you want to know what they looked like? All hunchback like this. I'm talking every single person in the waiting room yesterday. Every single person in the waiting room today was literally looking at their phone. I was sitting for 45 minutes just filling out paperwork, you know, all that fun stuff, signing your name on the dotted line, and not one person would even look up. We're talking young. We're talking old. And I'm talking real old, okay? Real old. Like real old, like old, old. Just scrolling away. It's wild, right? I'm like, what the heck is going on? They were just silently scrolling. Silently. There was not even music in the first office I went to. It was awkward. And I am there refusing to get on my phone, just looking, just looking Looking, I'm just waiting for one person to make eye contact with me. One old lady, you know something, just want to say hi. How's it going? So glad you're here. Glad, nice to meet you. What's your name? You know, just waiting for something. Throw me a bone. Give me some eye contact. I bet they knew. Don't, don't look up. I'm like, you ready to receive Jesus today as the Lord of your life? Let's go. We're in this doctor's office not just to be here. We're in here for a good report. You ready for a good report? I was ready to preach a message. Not one person would even give me eye contact. That's two days in a row. I was just like, okay. Just silently scrolling. Silently like, don't bust my bubble. Don't, don't, don't come into my life. Don't, don't give me any eye contact. Silently escaping the reality of that doctor's office. Silently escaping, silently numbing their mind. Anybody? Young, old, old, old. Silently, just in their own little bubble, in their own little bubble. Man, I was so fired up to wake up a generation. Say, look up, 
Look up. Your destiny is calling. Look up. Pick up your eyes and put down your phone. Like, guys, I'm not saying this to preach at you. I'm saying this to inspire all of us to put our phones down. We are wasting precious time. We are here but for a moment, right? And we're a sleeping generation. What are we doing? Imagine when you're, when you're outside just looking at people. It is really weird to see a whole bunch of people do this. Like, imagine, like, being God, like, outside, outside, and all of us. You're sitting in a home, and nobody's talking to each other because everybody has their own screen. We're sitting, we're watching movies. We pay good money to watch people do life while we feed our fat face. You know what I mean? Like once the, once, once the, like at the theater and it gets silent and you're chomping on that popcorn and M&Ms and hot dog and nacho and somebody's crunching next to you, you're like, ew. Ew. Well, you got nacho sauce dripping down you. Because it's dark. You're in the movie feeding your face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you guys see what I'm saying? Like, we got to wake up. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, we got to wake up. No guilt, no condemnation, just change. Right? No guilt, no condemnation, just change. So I fired up. I was like, no, come on. Somebody make eye contact with me. I bet I was just probably like on the edge of my seat too because I'm an eye contact kind of girl. <laughs> also, like I'm a winker, but not on purpose. Just like, hi, you know, not like, hey, there's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. So Mila, Mila went and there, runs to her mom and dad and she's like, and her dad said, hey, what are you doing? What are you watching? Where did you get that? Auntie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess Auntie winks, you know? But anyways, I was just looking for some eye contact because we have to wake up, right? Our destiny is calling. I don't care how old you are. You can make a difference and you can make a change. It's never too late to change. If there is still breath in this body, there's opportunity to change, to change, right? Every one of us has this opportunity. We just got to wake up. We got to level up and we've got to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to mature. It's time to wake up to what is going on right now. It's time to be present. How many are ready to be present? To be present with what's going on in your life. To be present with what's going on in those who you love. To be present. Be a present person, right? But we got to make the choice to lift up our eyes, make some eye contact, put our phone down because life is happening right now. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Life is happening right now. Life is to be lived right now. Right? You got your vision board. You got your game plan. Live right now. Make choices right now that line up with God's plan, with God's character, with the kingdom of God. Life is happening. Life is before you right now. Right now. Look at your neighbor say, right now. Right about now. Let's go. Wake up to your right now. You're here in this moment for this message, for a time to hear from God. One word from God can change your life forever if you receive it. If you allow that word to be planted in your heart, right? Don't be offended by the word. But Jesus says the word offends. <laughs> like we got to choose to not be offended by the word because the word will offend. 
Life is but for a moment. Life is here. Life is gone. Life is for living. When you get to the end of this life, every elderly person, they're not worried about more money. You know what they want? They want more health and more time with family. That's what it's about. But we wait till the end to figure that out. Let's figure that out right now. Right now. Life is for living. Life is for loving. Life is for giving, right? Life is for discovering who you are as a child of God. God has a plan. He has a purpose. Wake up to it. Wake up to your true identity in Christ Jesus. Everything is after your identity. This generation is having an identity crisis. We need to be identified in Christ Jesus. We are the body of Christ. That is who we are. That is what we identify as, as the body of Christ. Let's go. So you better renew your mind to the word, right? Your true identity. We have to stop wasting valuable time watching a screen. It's so wild. Once you start to get more purpose and you get your eyes away from the screen, you start realizing that there is a screen right before you. It's life, guys. We're in it. Wake up. Start writing a good story. You want to be a hero, right? You want to be the hero in the story? You want an adventure? You want a rom-com, right? You want everybody, I want to be a rom-com. Do it. Live it. Be it. Find it in Jesus first. Find it in him first, the best love story, best love adventure, best rom-com you'll ever be on because you know you're a comedian and Jesus got all the love. Life is a joke sometimes. Why, why, why? Because it's you. <laughs> like, really, seriously, even today, you're just like one thing after another. All I can do is laugh. And then I'm like, why Wednesday? And I got this whole attitude with myself. And we work it out. <laughs> you know, like, if it's going to be Wednesday, I'm going to get every phone call. We're going to lose everything. We can't find nothing. It's going to be Wednesday. And I got to say, oh, the giant killer message lives in me. God's like, you ain't preaching nothing you haven't walked through. I'm like, okay, okay, yes, Lord, yes. <laughs> yes, Lord, yes, let's go. But it's just life. That's not God setting me up. That's just life. Because you know why? Every other day it wouldn't bother me, but only on Wednesdays it bothers me. Because that happens every day, right? But it's only when you're late that it bothers you. It's only when you're running late and all this and then like, but it happens every single day. You get toothpaste all over the mirror every single day. But the day you're expecting company, you're like, why, why, why? You do it every day. It happens every day. It only makes you mad on that day. Okay, whatever. We got to stop wasting this time on screens. This, I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for me. I'm coming for all of us, okay? For all of us as I look at a screen right here, right? But I'm telling you, it's very crazy that we are with screen time while we eat. We don't even know how much or what we just ate, but we know what we just watched. Sometimes you don't even know what you just watched, right? We screen time while we eat, screen time while we sleep. Do you know how many young people I talk to that they sleep with Netflix and the TV on? Just constantly on, constantly on. Screen time while we work. Do you know how many young people I showed up at the job? Hey, what's up? I have video of them. This is what they're doing on the job. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop anybody. It's okay, don't get scared. Ah! What are you doing here? Came to say hi. How's it going? You know, it's like and then checking their their answering or replying on their this. Checking this. Right? While we work, this is crazy. Screen time. Please, nobody raise your hand, okay? Put everybody, like, do not raise your hand. While we use the bathroom. Can no longer use the bathroom without your phone. That is disgusting. If we swabbed the phone, what would we find? Your screen time has been with you at all times. Screen time while we drive. Today on the way home, I'm like, what is going on? This guy on the phone. And then I'm like, I will never do that. And then somebody texts and I reply, wait, keep your word. Screen time while we walk around and do life. Screen time while we're supposed to be raising our children. Screen time while we should be uh, studying the word. Scream, scream, scream time. I scream, you scream, we all scream. Screen time during the message. Some of you are checking in or whatever. I don't, that's how long. I have not been on social media for a minute that you checked in. You guys still do that? They check in? Nobody even knows what I'm talking about. Back in the day when the dinosaurs were here, you used to check in on Facebook. But no longer anymore. Whatever. But do you see what I'm saying? The screen time is like overtaking our lives. And as much as we have that screen time in front of us, night and day and day and night and night and day and day and night, what are we supposed to be having before us? Night and day and day and night and night and day and day and night. The word of God on repeat. We should be meditating on the word like we have that screen time in front of us. We should be proclaiming and speaking and teaching the word over our children like we have the screen time in front of them. Right? Wake up. No guilt. No condemnation. Just change. I'm fired up. Are you? Are you fired up? Right? To make a change. To make a change. To make a decision. That we're going to get the word in front of us. We're going to get the word before us. And we're not going to be so slaves to a screen. And that was for free. That, okay, you all ready for the message? Everybody okay? Everybody's all right? You look at your neighbor and say, it's all right. The word's coming for us. Come on, let's get into the word. Come on, we're talking about the life of David. David, a man after God's own heart. Let me tell you, David was not over there scrolling. He was making a difference. He was spending time with Jesus, right? David had a personal relationship with God and a heart level of belief. There's a heart level of belief, not a cliche level, not a religious level. He had a heart level of belief that God was with him. You got to know that you know that God is with you when a lion and a bear come at you. You got to know that you know that God is with you. He knew that God was with him. He knew that God was for him. He knew that God would deliver him. He knew that God had already done it and that he would do it again. As I sit in that doctor's office because they got to do some screening on me. They got to do this. They got to do that. You know what I sit in there and do? You know what I meditate on? You know what I imagine? You know what I 
picture. It is not death. It is not defeat. It is a victory. Is that I am healed. It is that I already have the victory. Is that I will not be overcome. So when when I'm preaching at you, I'm telling you from a place of experience that you got to experience the word in your everyday life. You walk into that doctor's office and say, yes, I understand you need to do these screenings. But let me tell you, I am healed. And I don't go preaching at the doctor. I live it. I walk in that kind of authority. I am healed. Do your screen. Take the blood. I don't care what the result says. I am healed. I face that giant. Look him in the eye. Face sickness. Face face disease. Not in fear. Knowing from a deep personal relationship with the word. Knowing with a deep personal relationship with Jesus. Knowing, knowing face to face that God is with me. That God is before me. That he's already delivered me. He's done it then and he'll do it again. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. I am not alone in this battle. The battle is the Lord and it is already won. Will anybody give me some eye contact in this office? I'm ready. I got to preach to myself. I got to encourage myself in the Lord. I got to remind myself. Because let me tell you, doubt comes a knocking. It's it just, oh, just because she's so strong. No, I'm strong because the doubt comes. And I take it out with the word. With the word, right? David had a personal relationship with God for himself. 1 Samuel 17, 44. Goliath, the giant is talking trash. Anybody's giant talk trash to you? Come on, you loser, you fake, you phony, you nothing, you'll never, you'll always, shut up giant, stop talking that trash. Goliath says, come on, I'll make some roadkill out of you. I'll turn you into a tasty morsel for the field mice. David answered. Because when the giant talks, you better answer with the word. Not some religious cliche. Not some religious just worship song you heard. You better answer with the word. David said, you come at me with a sword and a spear and a battle axe. I come at you in the name of Jesus. You better be attacking. And when I attack sickness and disease, it is in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of Sasha. It's in the name of Jesus. Standing my ground in the name of Jesus, proclaiming the name of Jesus, speaking the name of Jesus, believing in the name of Jesus, having a personal relationship with Jesus, the healer, prince of peace, mighty warrior, let's go. I come at you in the name of God of the angel armies, the God of Israel, whom you cursed. David's like, I'm scared for you. You talk trash to my God. Ooh. You better get a run in. I'm scared for you. He's like, this very day, God is handing you over to me. I'm about to kill you because when the giant talks, you better talk back. You better speak the word. You better stand your ground. I'm going to serve you up to the coyotes and the crows. The whole earth will know that there's an extraordinary God in Israel. And everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't save by means of sword and spear. The battle belongs to the Lord, and he is handing you over to us on a platter. Then 
Goliath got angry and he started toward David. David took off from the front line, running towards the Philistine. David reached into his pocket. He grabbed that stone, slung it, knocked him out in the forehead, deeply embedded that stone. Boom, crashed Goliath. How many ready to see your giants? Boom, crash before you, right in front of you. David walks up because David doesn't have a sword. He already killed him. David walks up to him with Goliath's own sword, cuts off his head, grabs his head. David is so excited. Why is David so excited? Because he remembered that he, there was a reward. There's a reward. He has his victory in his hand. He is holding it. You guys, he holds it all the way until he gets back to Saul. He has Goliath's head right here. Because they didn't have phones back in the day. They didn't have no instant replay. He's like, I need you to know this. I got him. I'm the one. I am the one. Yes, that's David, the one. And then once the Philistines see that their champion is dead, they scatter and then they run. And David chose to believe. David chose to believe God was with him, for him, and that God would deliver him. Anybody in here tonight ready to choose to believe? Ready to choose to believe no matter what's coming on, no matter what's coming against you, no matter what this negative narrative is, draw the line in the sand. Only believe that God is for you, he is with you, and that he is able. David had a zeal and a passion for God. David had a knowing. He knew that he knew. You have to know that you know. And it takes time. It takes time for a relationship to, to have some skin in the game. It takes time for somebody to keep showing up and showing up and showing up and no matter what they show up and they show up and they show up and that's a real one and you better value one when you get one okay where they show up no matter what and that's what he kept showing up with God showing up showing up and he knew, he knew God kept showing up and showing up they got that relationship they got zeal he had a zeal and he had a passion and he had a knowing God was with him God was on his side and he knew that God was giving him the ability to have victory. So David, he takes, he takes the giant's head and he doesn't let it go. He brings it to Saul. He's like, here you go. I'm ready for my reward. I'm ready for my bride and the money. <laughs> and the money and the bride. Because <laughs> you need both of those together. <laughs> Girls, you know. They require a lot of money. <laughs> That's okay. They're worth it. Sometimes. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So David does not keep, I mean, David, Saul, guys, just so in case you haven't read the story, Saul doesn't keep his word. He don't keep his word. Saul becomes really jealous of David. Imagine the dream team they could have been, like just taking territory for God. Like, no, Saul becomes jealous of David, but still David remains loyal to Saul until Saul's death. He remains loyal to him because David knew that you better not touch God's anointing. Man, for all them gossips, all them columns, all them chats, all that trash talk about God's anointing, oh, you better be careful. Yeah, because you, you don't know the Old Testament. Anyways, let's bring honor back. That's all I'm trying to say. Bring honor back. We've been taught too long to be anti-authority and look at the chaos it's called, it's caused. With authority comes great security. Submission to authority 
one of the best decisions you'll ever make. You can only become great when you first surrender to Jesus. Jesus came only to do the will of the Father. God himself, Jesus, only the will of the Father. That's a lesson in itself. David was a man of honor. David put God first. And Jesus tells us, seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. All and then all these things will be added to you. We actually do the opposite. We seek the things and we want God to bless them. God's saying, seek me and I'll add them to you. And then we become a slave to things. It's backwards. We need to seek the kingdom first. We need to put the kingdom, seek first his kingdom, right? David humbled himself as a shepherd boy. David out there in the field, taking care of them few sheep. And what was he doing? Meeting the face of God, <laughs> trusting in God, right? David humbled himself and, and he put God first and he believed God's word over the threats of the giants. He believed God's word over the lion, over the bear. Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 6, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride. Set aside pride. All right, we just set that thing aside. That's humbling yourself. That's surrendering yourself to authority. You're putting pride aside. Has nothing to, it's nothing personal. When you can actually do that, you can finally grow. It's nothing personal. Just change. Right? So that he may, so humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. God wants to exalt you. God wants to lift you up in due season at just the right time, not on your timing. God, honor me in my time. It's not your time. Just because you got fame and followers, it's not your time. You just want to, I, I want to lead. I want to be an influencer. You're so influenced and under the influence. Yeah, that was for somebody. God wants to lift you up. He wants to in due season at just the right time. But don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Don't allow defeat. You're becoming something great. You're doing something great. Do not be deceived, right? Face your giants. Face them. Face that screen time. I will not be a slave to you. Face that, face that snappity snap, chattity chat, tickety talk, whatever it is. Reddit, YouTube, whatever it is that you cannot break free from. We got a generation that's like, send me into rehab. Like, okay, from social media. It's haunting me. Do what you need to do. You know what I mean? You like delete one, but you know you really got five because you a troll. Account. You know what I mean? Anyways. Face your giants. Grow to new levels. Grow deep roots in your foundation of God's character. Learn these lessons as you're a shepherd boy, as you're doing this, as you're doing that, while you got these small giants. 
get deep roots in the foundation and character of God, continue to stay relentless for Jesus, not just when you're in trouble, not just when your heart is broke, not just when you are broke, then you're relentless for Jesus. But in the good times, you buck wild. Stay relentless for Jesus. Continue. Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in partying, in eating all that we want and desire, in the fast food and the chips and the junk and crap. And no, let us, how many know you don't grow weary? You can be on your fourth bag. You ain't weary. You're just getting started. It's one o'clock and all of a sudden you at the, you at the club, you here and you, you're just getting started. You ain't growing weary. He didn't say don't grow. He said, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. How many know in doing good, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to read my Bible. <sighs> you're weary. I'm going to wake up, I'm going to work out. Ugh. It's cold outside. This is Arizona. It's never cold outside. It's always a little warm. So you need a light jacket. Woo! We get cold outside and people are like, that's summer. We got no idea. Don't be discouraged and do it good. For at the proper time, you will reap if you don't give up. Some of your victories are right there. You're right at the edge. And then boom, you got to start all over. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. Saul tried to kill David because he became so jealous of him. Anybody had a boss try to kill you? That's next level. Call the police right away. <laughs> Saul was the police. David had nobody to call but the Lord. David just pressed in more for God. He pressed in even more, and we got to press in even more now than ever, running to Jesus, casting our cares on him because he cares for us, knowing in, that he cares for us. First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Be sober. Again, be sober. Be well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion fiercely hungry, seeking whom he may devour. The devil walks around like, what are these? Quotation marks. Everybody, quotation mark. Like. The devil is not a roaring lion. He's a fake and a phony and a poser. He walks around like a roaring lion. So anybody watch Discovery Channel? Anybody watch a documentary on lions? I love watching them. I think they're so cool. Whenever there's a tiger or a lion, and when I was younger, when I was in youth, there was a, a, a cub named Sasha, and she was always, like, being a little wild cub. And in youth, that was my nickname, Tiger, Tiger. Don't even call me that, guys. I know you. But, like, it was, I just loved that. I loved those. Well, anyways, well, you can watch them. You watch a lion, and what are they doing? They're looking around, keeping an eye out. And what is that lion looking for? The weak. The weak. The lion is not going after one of them big old buffaloes. 
No, he's going after a wounded one. Got a little, got a little twisted leg. A little wobble, wobbly leg. The lion sees him. Ooh, he's a fat, juicy one and a wobbly leg. Oh, right? When you watch the documentary, they seek out the weak. Looking for that antelope that's been wounded. Looking for that young, inexperienced, baby, easy prey. The devil is trying to find a weak area. Guys, area. We all have areas. It's not all of you. There's many areas of you. Have victory one area at a time. Level to level. The devil is trying to find a weak area in your life, a wounded area in your life, an immature area in your life. The enemy, he wants you to stay ignorant and uneducated about his methods, about his strategies, about his tricks, and about his mind games. And I want to teach you all of them. I want to teach you every single one because he's already defeated. He's a liar. But if he plays mind games with you, he gets you to believe his lies. Nope, not us, not here, not at Love Life. He's a liar who works in the mind if you allow him. If you allow him. If you're ignorant and uneducated about his methods. Satan means, Satan is his name. Satan means accuser, slander, challenger, criticizer, fault finder. And we call that God. You think God's after you, accusing you, fault finding in you. No, that's the devil. Satan, that's his name. Diabolos, devil, is his tactics. Y'all ready for this? You better get your notes out because I'm still just getting started. I don't care if the clock says 8 o'clock. We are getting in the word. We're going to be educated. We will not be ignorant of his devices no longer. Diabolos, devil, his tactics means to throw, to deceive, to penetrate, to find a weak spot and break through. And once he's in, once he's in there, then he'll accuse, accuse, slander, slander, challenge, challenge, criticize, criticize, fault find, fault find, fault find. Anybody been there? You been there? On a, on a repeat, on a repeat, on a repeat. That's the devil. Call him out. Take him out. The enemy, he's after the word being planted in your heart. He doesn't want you to learn the word because he doesn't want you to learn who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to know that he's already defeated. If he could keep lying to you, he doesn't want you to know that you're free. He wants you to stay bound in mind games, mind games. He wants you to be distracted with endless entertainment. Hunchback, bitter, angry, secluded, depressed. The internet was supposed to make our world bigger and bigger, yet somehow it made everything so small. People don't even leave their home. They work from home. They order their food from home. They communicate through their phone. Eyes so dark, so black. Somebody help me out of here. We're going to help you out. We're going to reveal the giant. We're going we're gonna to pull the cover back for the Wizard of Oz. And the devil's a liar. He's a fake. He's a phony. He's walking around like a rolling, rolling, rolling lie. That, that thing. That's what he's doing. He wants us to be distracted with mindless entertainment, watching other people live life. 
He wants us endlessly doing religious rules, religious traditions, religious rituals, oh, oh, working hard. You don't have to work. God already did it. All you got to do is renew your mind. Bitterly hunched over, staring at a screen. This is why we got to be aware of our screen time. No guilt, no condemnation. I'm not saying don't use social media. Use it for good, but have self-control. There should be a balance. It, you have, you control it, it doesn't control you, right? We gotta make a choice, lift up our eyes, put our phones down, fight the good fight. Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 9, but resist the devil, be firm in your faith against his attack, be rooted, be established, be immovable. This is how you know if you're rooted, if you're grounded, it means you're immovable. When the storm comes, when this comes, when the correction comes, when the word reveals, you're immovable. You stand firm, knowing that the same experiences that you're suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You don't suffer alone. After you have suffered for a while, the God of all grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own glory in Jesus, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. When? When you cast your cares onto Jesus, when you humble yourself, we got to humble ourselves. Humble yourself. I was in youth, and uh, I just asked them, like, who's your hero? I want to know, what's your, what's your um, character hero? What is your Bible hero? Who's your in real life hero? And at the end of this game, at the end of your life, what do you want to be no most known by? Most of them wanted to be known by their authenticity for being an honest, real person. The only way to be authentic is to find out who your creator is, to discover who you are in Christ Jesus. You will be a counterfeit if you look to the world because the world is nothing but a counterfeit and the world's got nothing to offer you but lies and false hopes. The only thing that makes you authentic is to study your authentic self, your true self created in the image of God. Don't devalue yourself and just allow this world. I mean, wake up to that, right? You want to be authentic? Discover who you are. Cast your cares onto Jesus. Trust in him. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be watchful. Stand guard. Do not be a know-it-all. Don't be a religious fool. Don't be anti-authority. Don't be prideful. Humble yourself and God will lift you up. God will exalt you. You don't got to do it. You don't got to make yourself famous. God will. We're not going to, we're going to humble ourselves, let God lift us up. Not growing weary, not giving up, right? Not allowing defeat, not being deceived, but facing our giants, going to new levels. If we're going to go to new levels, it's going to take new depths and new roots being founded in the character of God. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Y'all received something tonight? I love you guys so much. Come on, giant killers, let's go. Win for Jesus, stay relentless. Love you guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.